Blog Talk Radio. of Rock of the Carolinas. I'm your host, Zach Martin. Followed with me is Lee Clark and also Colin Jones. What is going on, gentlemen? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? How's it going, fellas? Man, it's game day, boys. Who's who's ready for a 2 o'clock matinee game? Odd start for a weekday. Uh, you would expect this to be on a Sunday, but, you know, you got to switch it up sometimes. It's, you know, nice to, especially on a day off, if people can catch it during the week, you know. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally ready. You know, this is a uh, weird start for us, of course, uh, being on the East Coast at 2 o'clock start on a random weekday, but you got to look at it as, they're doing it for the Maple Leafs. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's their 100th year anniversary of their first game. Their first game was played at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, of course, they didn't have to worry about school and everything like they do now. And people working back then, people went and seen it. They're going to wear throwback jerseys tonight. They're actually wearing the T Arena jerseys. They're not even known as the Maple Leafs uh, for tonight. They'll be known as the T Arenas. So that's uh, pretty cool, but it's uh, awesome to see it. You know, we don't get that much here as Hurricane fans getting the early starts in the day. I know it sucks for a lot of fans that have to be working, uh, but we're going to give you a little pregame intellect here from our side, and uh, we'll see how it goes. It should be a good game, and it's going to be fun to have a game at an odd time. Yeah, it'll be nice to have yeah. For people to catch, be able to catch a little wrap-up here if they can't catch the whole game. And uh, they'll be able to catch our post-game show as well if they uh, weren't able to see the whole game, if they were at work and such. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I'll be surprised if anyone's probably pulling up their Fox Sports to Go app or figuring out how to figure a way to stream while they're at work. Because I know, you know there's going to be someone trying to pull that off. So it's oh, going to be interesting. But, yeah, like, but like you guys said, we're playing the, I guess, the T-Arenas, which doesn't really matter. They can be the Maple Leafs or the – Maple laps or the who cares team because man we're rolling a, we're rolling a three game winning streak I mean after that two one win against Columbus on Saturday night and if anyone caught the rock and the night away edition <laughs> you know, me and Lee got really uh, really fired up about that one but it's gonna be interesting to see how we're gonna play today yeah I mean I expect to see Carolina still running that same. Um, Offense that we always run um, with that spreading, spreading it around uh, through all four lines like usual. Um, like I talked about in the last show I was featured in, our goal leader right now, Jeff Skinner with 11. Um, you know, he's not been as dominant as he was at one point, but I, I think he gets a goal today. That's my one prediction for right now. Um, as you run through some assist leaders, we have three tied uh, with Tavo, Williams, and Aho at 16 apiece. So, you know, we obviously are spreading that offense around through four lines, and 
if we're rolling those four lines against a team that's stacking their stars in two lines, and you know, you can definitely um, wear a team down that way, and I expect to see that against Toronto. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got, you have to look at. Oh, exactly. No, uh, exactly. You, you look at the Maple Leafs. I mean, they're sitting at twenty, thirteen, and one on the season. You know, that's good enough for second in the Atlantic. We all know the Atlantic is a weaker division than a Metropolitan. You know, sit forty-one points. Uh, they're six points ahead of us. But you have to look at it. You break it down by what they do as a team. And and really, yes, they score a little bit more goals than us. They're led by uh, James Van Dreamsite with 15 goals. Mitch Marner has 18 assists. Austin Matthews has 26 points leading the team, only 26 points at this point in the season for a team. Not the greatest, but you really look at what they're led through in net. They're, they're goalie heavy. Their goalie doesn't produce, they're not good. Uh, Frederick Anderson's looking to get the start. Of course, we could be wrong here. You know, no team is doing a morning skate today, but Frederick Anderson's looking to lead them into the game today. He's got he's got a 17-10 and one record uh, with a 9.22 save percentage and 2.6 goals against. They're very goal heavy. I mean, they're back up only one, three games. So we have to look at it. You know, we don't really play well against backups. We're getting Frederick Anderson. He's been played heavy and hard. This reminds you a lot of work situation. When you don't have a solid backup, you play your goaltender heavy and hard. And I think that's going to be the downfall of the Maple Leafs. You're looking at a, yes, they're rested coming into this game. But a early start, you don't really go – you don't have your natural – pre-game rituals you go through, and goalies are really crazy about that. I have to admit that being a goalie, you know, I never made it to any big level, whatever, but I had my crazy rituals. And early games seem to mess with that. Maybe we can get into the head of Frederick today and score some goals because that's definitely what we're going to need. We're going to need some goals. Austin Matthews may be out. That's what I'm hearing, uh, that he's out. Uh, I can't be 100% positive, but I'm pretty sure he's out. Look for Darling to start tonight for the Canes. But uh, definitely, we got to score some goals. we got to get in the head of Frederick Anderson if he starts tonight. Uh, he's their leading guy. I think that's the one guy we got to solve. We don't have to solve anybody else, in my opinion. we got to solve their goaltender. I mean, he's got 17 of their 20 wins. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think with the possibility of Austin Matthews being out, I think that sort of – um, piggybacks off my point of spreading the offense. If Toronto can't spread their offense through four lines and they have a guy like Austin Matthews out who leads the team in points, they could suffer. Because if if you have a team that uh, relies too heavily on a couple of guys and you have some a big name like Austin Matthews goes down, who's your point leader, even if it's only for a few games here, it could really negatively affect the team if they're unable to uh, rely on uh, other guys to pick up that slack. Yeah, exactly, and, and just and just looking over the roster in general, because you got Zach Hyman, who's got you know, like six goals and ten assists, and you, you guys talk about Mitch Marner, he's like eighteen assists but only two goals. But then you look at you know Connor Brown's got nine, uh, Willie Nealander's got sixteen assists, uh, even Nelson Codry. Nelson Codry's got thirteen goals and ten assists, and uh, Morgan Riley for a defender's got four goals and seventeen assists. I mean, those guys, I would say, even if we don't have that, even like Patrick Marlowe has got eleven and seven. I mean, without Matthews, I mean, they still have a good a good number of guys who can still do something. But, yeah, like you said, Colin, if we if they can't 
spread the offensively, focus on Matthews, and then try to use their other guys. I think they're going to have a hard time with that. But if you look at our, our season series against Toronto, like back in October on the 26th, we beat them 6-3 to three at, at the Air Canada Center, and then came to our place, and they only beat us 5-4. to four. So this is only our, only our third time meeting with them this year, but, either, but if you look at the other two games, we only lost by a goal, and we beat them by three. So it's not like either team has an advantage on them, but if you look in terms of production, we're outscoring them 10-8. to eight. So, I mean, we have a legitimate shot of doing something, and like what um, you said, Lee, with you know a really early start time and Frederick Anderson's getting killed on so many like games played this year. Because if you look at our goalies, I mean, Darling's only played 23 and Cam Ward's played 10. So I mean, we I think we have a legitimate shot of doing some. I think with Darling coming off his really peak performance against Columbus on Saturday, I can see why he's starting for the fact that he was played out of his mind. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how our goalie how our goalie stacks up against Anderson and all that stuff, and how we can go through our lineup too. Because with you know Tavo, you know he's got eight goals. Skinner's got eleven. Uh, Elias Lindholm's got nine. Brock McGinn's got six. And I mean, we have a bunch of guys who are like pretty much all bunched up together. So I mean, I, I see us doing something um, pretty well. So we um, uh, in terms of you know, the maple, like in terms of our goals for today, what do you think is, what do you think the Canes should be looking for in terms of beating the Leafs at the Air Canada Center today? Like what are your three main goals for the Canes today? Uh, oh, three main goals. I have to, first off, I have to start off with doing what we did last game. The number one key is winning the second period. For the first time in the longest time I can remember, we actually won a second period against the Blue Jackets. As we all know, the third, the second period has been our worst period to date. We seem to start off really well, get a lull, then finish really well. And so second period is going to be a key, always. Um, depending on who's starting, uh, you know, I, I like to think Darling's going to start off his great performance from the Blue Jackets. So my second key is Darling. Can he control the rebounds? Can he play like he played against the Blue Jackets? That's going to be key. Controlling rebounds and controlling the pace of the game. I know that's really weird to say from a view in the NHL nowadays. It's a very fast game, very fast game but we got to neutralize. This might be a team that may be faster than us, I believe, a little bit. And so it's going to be key on darling, controlling rebounds, making sure he doesn't put his defense in a tough spot, regardless of the fact that his defense may be in a bad spot, period. So that's going to be two. Uh, three, uh, I think we have to score three goals to win this game. And I look at our lines, and I think it the way we've been playing lately, I think we can get to that three-goal plateau. Plateau, excuse me. But uh, three goals is going to win this game. And I think whatever team gets three goals first will win this game. And I really hope it's us. I think we have the pieces in it. We'll rest it. We're on a three-game win streak. Darling's coming off a great performance if he starts. Uh, I don't have a problem with either goalie starting. I think it's a good option either way. Um, But, you know, especially with Darling, controlling rebounds is going to be a big key. 
and if he can control the rebounds and not have to rely on this defense to pick him up, uh, I see a 3-2 win today. And I honestly, I have to believe that's going to be an overtime <laughs> or a shootout. But I see a close game either way. I think this team, both teams are really fast. So those are my three keys. Colin, what are your three keys to win the game? My three keys, the first one will be Jeff Skinner. I think he needs to get rolling uh, today on offense. Uh, I think we need to go out of him today. As I said earlier, that was my one prediction for today was that Jeff Skinner would score. And I think that that's uh, key to us winning today. Um, you know, he hit kind of a, a low there on a couple of the road trip games. But I think, uh, you know, him getting a goal would spark uh, the offense and uh, roll that a little bit. Uh, my second key is um, getting solid assists and passing the puck. And this is going to come primarily in my mind from Tavo and from Derek Ryan. Now, Derek Ryan to Jeff Skinner has happened throughout the season several times, and it's always a beauty. I like to see that. I would like to see that today, a Derek Ryan to Jeff Skinner goal. That's always what I like to see to spark the offense. Um, that and a Tavo assist, um, you know, between Tavo, Williams, and Ajo with those 16 assists leading the team. I'd like to see those guys passing the puck around and really getting something rolling. Um, I think really uh, scoring goals today is going to be the key because we can't simply go out there and, you know, expect to play a full six, um, expect to play a 40 minutes and then try to catch up in 20. Um, my third key is um, keeping it in regulation. I know uh, Lee just said that he thought it would go into overtime in a shootout, and I kind of agree that that's definitely possible. But I think a key to uh, winning the game is keeping it in regulation so that we can um, keep the game shortened up, not drag it on. It's more time for a simple bounce or a simple mistake to happen. Um, you keep Darlin sharp if he does start because, uh, you know, no morning skate. We don't know that for sure. But uh, you keep Darlin sharp, fire the puck in through 60, keep that puck moving around. Um, you know, only have to play 60 minutes so we – keep more of a fresh team in this odd start time and, um, you know, really try to drive the puck in so that we can only have to play 60 minutes and I uh, get out of Toronto with two points. All right, Zach, what is your opinions on our three keys to the game? Uh, let's see, three games. Um, everything you guys said pretty much are on point. I think for me is we need to – what we did in Columbus, just score early. Because I think we, I think in the first, I think we score our first goal in like not even five minutes into the game. So I think that's a key point mm-hmm. is to score early. We need to get on the board and get them moving to make them make mistakes early. Because if we let them score first and we try to catch up, it's just going to be a mess. So I think we need to, we, and that's what, how we got Columbus. Because we got, we caught Columbus, you know, pressing really hard and having them make the mistakes. And I think that's what we need to do against Toronto is score on them early, rattle Anderson and whoever is starting for them, and get those guys to make mistakes. Because, you know, with them trying to do more offense without Austin Matthews, who's not playing, I think that will really get us on the right foot. And number two, um, I'm going to go off with you, Lee. I'm just thinking we need to have another strong second period. 
um, because that one in Columbus was perfect. Like, we did nothing wrong. We actually played really well, and I think that's something that we need to build off of is to get out of the psyche of, of oh, great, here's another second period. When are we going to blow it? I think if we keep the pace that we're on with this second period, I think we should be all right in terms of going into the third with possibly another lead. So I think that's what we need to do as well. And then third, um, almost all, I guess almost like the second, we just need to play a full 60. Like, we don't need to fall asleep like we did um, when we were playing Buffalo. When we were playing Buffalo, when we fell asleep, let them get back in it. Like, if we get one – if we get a, even get a lead or get a two-goal lead, like, we need to keep the foot on the throttle, play the full 60, put bodies on people, and just play where we need to play at. I think, and I think we should be fine because if we start falling asleep and start thinking, oh, we're up by two – it's the second or third period, then we're going to be fine. No, because <laughs> Toronto has got enough firepower on some on that team to get back on us quick. So I think that the defense, <laughs> Justin Falk, I'm going to keep calling him out every game because it just seems like how it's going to be. We need to just not fall asleep. We just need to be on point from start to finish all game. And I think those those three things of just scoring early, have a good second and having the defense play a full 60 and the offense just keep shooting on net. I think, I think those are the three things we need to do to get our fourth win in a row in Toronto. That's oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we got about 13 minutes left in our live show. Um, I'm going to head and say, we're probably going to go over. So if we do go over and you hear us cut off, if you're listening live, Check back in about 20 minutes, and you should be able to hear everything that we go over if we do happen to go over. This is one thing I want to post up for you guys. I know this is totally off the random. We didn't talk about this, but if you were the coach today, I know we gave our three keys. You're the coach. What kind of, you know, top two lines, top defensive – what would you do today to win the game? And first, let's start off with – I know I'm putting you all on the spot a little bit. Uh, but, uh, Colin, what would you – if you're the coach today, like what uh, kind of lines would you roll out? What what would you tell the guys today? What would you tell them to – at a 2 o'clock start to get this game won, have a four-game win streak, and being pushing up the metropolitan standings and getting it, what would you tell the guys today, Colin? All right. So as far as lines, I'm rolling a TSA line on the top line uh, with Tavo Stahl and uh, Ajo. Uh, and then second line, uh, we would be rolling uh, Derek Ryan, um, Skinner, and Williams. And defensive pairings, that top D pairing would be Slavin and Pesci. Second D pairing would be um, Falk. And um, probably Flurry for me right now, but that's just my top two on both sides. And what I'm telling the team today is to move that puck and really fire it in on net. And we need to get some offense rolling early, just like uh, Zach said earlier, is getting that early offense. Uh, you know, if you pop these guys in the mouth early – and you back these up and really wanting to keep this game in regulation so we can play 60 minutes and get out of Toronto with two points, I'm telling the team, move that puck, 
you know, get in. If you have to get in and get greasy goals, you know, that's something that the Hurricanes um, are not always known for is getting physical. Um, but this season is, we've seemed to amp that up quite a bit. So um, as far as getting the physicality up, um, I would say definitely amping that up today. Uh, so, you know, because it's an, it's an odd game. So you need something to kind of set you apart um, from your opposition. Um, so maybe some physicality thrown in there is, is a way to sort of unlevel the playing field um, and come out um, with a win in a game that's just really off from um, what the guys are used to. Um, but I think really, and I know that I mention it a lot, but getting that puck moved around from guy to guy and not really relying on one person is really a way to um, get offense flowing. Doing that early is um, what I would say as the coach um, to the guys today. All right, uh, Zach, your opinion. What would you tell your team today? If you're the coach of the Hurricanes, what, what do you boost your team up with to get a win? Um, well, before I actually, before I actually, I'm going to do a quick uh, plug. I do have the official oh. starting lineups, but I will say that oh, okay. after you, Lee. So I, w- I want to do that after you say yours, Lee. But I do have the official starting lineups, but after you, um, I'll, I'll say what it is. But if it was me, if I had to pick my line without without seeing the, what the lineups are actually are now, um, I would yeah. say the top two lines would have to be, you know, the TSA line. The TSA line has been on fire all season. Um, but those three together would be great. And then I'm almost kind of piggybacking off of Colin a little bit. you got to go with Derek Ryan, you know, Skinner. And I'd honestly say um, – I'd almost say him again almost – or Elias Lindholm. Um, I know Skinner is definitely all – he's a definitely left winger, and so is McGinn. But I almost put McGinn over to the right side of Ryan and have Skinner on the left side. I think with those three together, that would be a really lethal second line because McGinn can score, Skinner can score, you know, Derek Ryan can score because he scored for us the other night um, when we were in Buffalo. So I think those two lines would be really set. Um, and then defensive pairings, you know, you got to go with my boy Slavin and Pesci. Those two have been line mates years now, and I think those two together have always been solid. Yeah, Falk has been kind of off, but having him with our rookie, I think it's kind of helping him, helping Florida progress in terms of manning a blue line and being with the top D guy we've had who's been our quote-unquote all-star for the last three seasons. I think that would be a great pairing. Um, what I would say, basically what Colin said, just we need to get physical, um, hit, get bodies on these guys, get them rattled, get them worn out. Because the more we hit them, and more we, and our forecheck needs to be on too. Because we need to get pressure on those guys in their zone. Because if we pressure them in their side of the ice, I think we could definitely have a shot of making them make stupid mistakes and leaving soft passes or doing terrible dump outs to where we can catch up the line. So basically we just need to, if we need to, chuck it in the corner, throw a body on someone, and make them make the mistake of trying to dump it out to the other side from where they're out so we can catch it off the boards. I think that's something we need to do is just play a high-tempo, high-forechecking game 
start to finish, and I just think on defense, just stay solid, back each other up, don't make stupid mistakes, don't make a dumb pass, and don't try to do something fancy. Get the puck out of the zone. Don't you know play with it. Just get it out and hit the hit the ground running, and just get these guys on the back foot early, and make them make mistakes on their side of the ice. Because then if we do that, then we can catch them off guard and catch them sleeping, so we can catch them um, off pace. That's what that's what I would say. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach, go ahead and run down the starting line if you have the legit. Go ahead and run down because it's not going to change my opinion. I want to run it down before we happen to go off uh, live if, for all the fans there. Go ahead and run it down, and then I'll give what I would say to people and what I would say to our team and what I would have for lines. But go ahead okay. and run down the starting lineup since we're about to go off live here in a couple minutes. Uh, go ahead and run that down, Definitely. and uh, I'll talk about that as well. All right, so first line, yeah, so this is, so this is actually because this is off daily face-off, which is where I usually get all my lineups and stuff. But So first line, we got Jeff Skinner, Victor Rask, and Taylor Taravainen as our first line. Brock McGinn, Jordan Stahl, and Justin Williams is our second. Aho, Ryan, and Lindholm is our third. Nordstrom, Kruger, and Josh Joris is our fourth line. Defensive pairings, Slavin and Pesci. Then we have Dahlbeck and Falk. And then we have Hannafin and TVR. So him God, somebody fire today. Bill Peters. Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Colin. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. I love it. Wait, 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 I'm not done though. Yeah, I, I got the power. I, okay, I got the power hang on, play hang on, hang on. Guys. Sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, power right. play don't matter. Just uh, run. Is there a goalie on that, possibly? Uh, Scott Darling over Cam Ward. Scott Darling, okay. Well, power play don't it, matter. It looks like Scott Darling. Sucks. Yeah, I yeah. would expect Darling. Oh, my God. But no, I Colin, know. are you kidding me? That oh my god! Is Bill Peters actually coming onto the side of Jeff Skinner, like for real? Like uh, Jordan is, Stahl. Sorry, Jordan Stahl is not number one center. Yes, I love the TSA line, but Jordan Stahl is not number no, one. Oh no, it's, center. it's the Dahlback and Fault pairing. Oh, that's oh, gonna be no, a that's... no, no. Dahlback is awesome, man. Dahlback is a very underrated defenseman. Very, I mean, was... very underrated. But my thing oh, is, I, that, I, I, how, many, I, how many times has he played for us this year? Though that's my thing. I haven't seen Dahlbeck. Well, yeah, that's the problem. But, but that's the problem. Flor- he he hasn't Floria? played enough. But why do you think he's Floria better than half? If he, if he, I would say if you have if you had to take someone off for a random two o'clock game, I'd say take TV, take TVR off and put Dahlbeck with um, Hannafin. I think that'd be a great second pair, a uh, great third pairing instead of. TVR and Hannafin. You gotta have you gotta have Dahlback on his natural side. Dahlback on his natural side is phenomenal. You're right. That, 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 is, that is a great top, point. Yeah, it makes sense. Defenseman in this league on his natural side. And um, that, and he said before that it was. I'm sorry, but Victor. And he's a team guy. He doesn't complain center. about it. But you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Victor Rask, though, is our top line center with Taylor. And, I mean, I'm glad that Skinner's finally getting off the whatever line that Piggers kept putting him on. But Victor Rask, though, as the top center, like he completely obliterated the TVR line. He's got the TVR, either the TSA line. 
he's got the CSA line all over the board. Like he broke up that okay, entire you line. Look at it's not this. just yeah, like who's been our hottest player of late. Our Victor hottest Rask. player of late. Yeah, Victor yeah, Rask Victor has Rask, been yeah. one of them. Victor Rask. Yeah, exactly. Why not give him line. a shot? Why not give him a shot, though? Hey, you're playing great right now. Let me see if you can keep this up. You don't know if they're trying to use this as trade bait, you know? And, by the way, everybody, we are going to go over. So, check back in about 20 minutes to hear all this. We are definitely going over, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, this development. Yeah, for sure. You can't... Uh, Rice has been playing great lately. You can't say he hasn't. No, and I'm and I'm self admitted on that because I I hated him uh, at the beginning of this season. I mean, I just I it was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was just so flat. But and then he, you know, the couple of games where he was sat out, uh, we scratched him, and then it was a completely different game there. You know, as of late, so you know. I, I've been proven wrong with Rask, definitely, but Oh, for me it's just yeah, that... he, For me he's just he's streaky. That's that's the thing I mean, I'm glad he's on fire right now. But if you look at him overall, ever since he's been with us, he's been more so a really streaky player. Like he but so has right Jeff now, Skinner. That's I was about to say well, so is Jeff Skinner. You took the word so right out of my mouth. Yeah, that's true. Jeff Skinner I, I, is that, the exact I mean, same way. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, I can understand that, too. But, I mean, Victor, I mean, I'm glad they were at least giving him a shot, but maybe as a second-line center, because he was playing on the third line. Score, I mean, he was scoring with the third line. But to put him, I mean, if, for me, this is the game. If he, if he, if him, Tavo, and Skinner can go lights out today and just absolutely destroy this team, of Toronto, then okay, I'm all I'm all for it. Then then let's then let's, let's roll with it and see what he does. But if he just fades away, then then we know that he's that then fine. We'll use this trade bait. I'm okay with it. It's just it's just interesting how we're rolling with these lines all of a sudden after the fact that on Buffalo, even though we should have won that game in regulation, uh, but then we beat Columbus. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm, I'm glad we're we didn't doing, stop I'm glad we're on doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we should, well, we should have stomped out Buffalo. But I'm just, I don't know, for me, it's just I'm okay with us making this move to see how it's going to work. But am I going to be like holding my breath for something amazing? No, <laughs> I'm just being I'm just being flat out honest. But I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, let's see how it works. I mean, I'm all for it. If, if this works out, then Bill Pierce is a freaking genius, and that is really saying something. <laughs> I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll ever admit that, but look. My other point is he he doesn't really have much many options down the center regardless. Okay, if you don't start stall, you have to start Rask. If you don't have Rask on first line, you have to have Derek Ryan. You know, you don't, you don't have many center options. You don't have a one C. We we don't have a one C. So oh, no, no, there's no. not a there's not a definitive answer there regardless. So you know. Why not try it? But you know, he just doesn't have many options there, regardless. So why not? I mean, in my opinion, I don't think Bill Peters' system is a problem with the Hurricanes. I think it's turned us a team 
from a team that would have been like, I'd say the Coyotes or Buffalo the past couple of years, especially the Coyotes or Edmonton, you know, a team that could not control the puck, you know, just gets beasted on all the time. You know, we could have had a couple, one or two picks. And I think Bill Peters' system has saved us from that. Yeah, it may have run. You know, we could have possibly got McDavid. We could have possibly got Eichel, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think his system is a system that can work. But he needs a true one-two center combination. And when I say that, I mean a center that can score and lead the team, and then a second center that can play a good two-way game just like Jordan Stahl does. Like, Jordan Stahl was a key member of the Penguins, and a lot of people don't really realize that because he was he's such a good two-way centerman that a lot of people forget about that. Yeah, he doesn't score a lot. You know, he may have 30, 40 points on the year, but his defensive mechanisms as a centerman really helps his team. Now, what we're, and I agree with you, all we're really liking a one-way center. And I really like Lindholm being put back in the center role lately, and I really hate they're trying to get him away from that because I think uh, Elias Lindholm can be a good centerman. And that, you know, uh, he's that naturally, in my opinion. But we still need that number one center. We We really need a guy that can score. And dictate the game, and then we then we can fall back on Jordan as the number two, you know, a good solid two way defense, you know, defensive type, more defensive minded centerman, and I think that's what we're really really missing. Yeah, I would love to get number one, and now. You know, uh, it's going to be here in the next week or two that it's actually finalized that he gets – new owner gets the team. So we may see a move or two. Uh, I think Peters has really saved his job uh, the past couple of games. Like I said, if you know, if, he, if we lost to Vegas and we lost to Buffalo, Peters is gone. But I think Peters yeah. has saved himself. I don't know if the – Players saved it, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I think Peter's system fits his team. We're just lacking one or two pieces. I don't think we're far off from being a team that can dominate a system like Peter's does. Peter's has a very puck possessive system. We're just missing one or two guys. I don't think we're far off. Um, I know that sounds bad because I'm on the Fire Peters bandwagon right now too, but I like his system. I just don't know if the owners, will, you know, now the new owner, maybe he'll give them the pieces that needs to fit into the system. Um, maybe he will, maybe he won't. I think Peters is not the problem right now. It's just his system will work. We just don't have the necessary pieces. Uh, Colin, let me ask you first, and then Zach after Colin. Um, do y'all agree with what I'm saying? Do, you know, do you see the scope pieces missing, or do you think the whole system at fault is a problem? Did you ask me first. 
Yeah, call him. Go. Uh, go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, I do agree with you. Um, I think I think Peter's his system is not the fault here. It's more or less that he does just he's just not equipped correctly to run it. Um, I also agreed with the point on Lindholm in the middle. I love watching Elias Lindholm play center, and I wish that we didn't discourage that because I do love seeing that. Um, I do think with a new owner that moves are coming. Uh, I don't think he'll be complacent whatsoever because we're obviously not um, dominant right now. I mean, we're in a much better spot than we have been before, but we're obviously not, you know, knocking down the Metro or anything. So I think that the the new owner will definitely make some moves um, once he is totally in charge there and has a little more pull. I think he, um, and of course he's not like a GM or anything, but I think he definitely uh, will encourage some moves to, um, win games. I think he'll be more of a win, not really a win now um, mentality, but more of a um, urgent, more more urgency in the win department than uh, Francis has right now. Especially that Carmano's brought to the table, and I think that um, I think that's exciting. I think that's um, nice to have that difference in Carolina, and I think it was necessary. Um, uh, I think Bill Peters is not 100% to blame for anything in Carolina for the years that he's been here. Um, it's just been sort of a an, a product of what has happened, and that's just simply what he was brought into. But I think him and Francis and now this new owner, hopefully, um, will be the trio to bring us out of it. Um, and not, you know, just to keep us at this mediocre, not really mediocre because we were definitely above average, um, just not making the playoffs, of course. Um, but I think this new, I think it's a new chapter for Carolina, and I think that new chapter will bring playoffs, and I think that's definitely what we need in Carolina. I think that solves a lot of issues. I think it solves um, attendance for one, which is a whole another you know can of worms to get into. But I think that yeah. making the playoffs and winning games is it gets people in the arena, it gets people interested because you know we were selling out games in '06. You know we sold out games and we made the playoffs every every time we made the playoffs. So, I mean that's just the don't forget about '02, the time we lost the Stanley Cup in '02. Don't forget about that. We sold it out, too. But, um, yeah, not to cut you off, Colin, but, Zach, let's get your oh, you're opinion right here before we go off of uh, air. We only got about five, six minutes left of recording time, so I don't want to cut us off. But, uh, of course, you can hear us here on Blog Talk Radio Facebook. You can see all our updates as well. Um, we should be on iTunes soon as well. Um working through some bugs with iTunes to get us on iTunes as well. Um, so you'll be able to hear all of our past shows. But, Zach, let's get your opinion right before we go off there. 
Yeah, uh, that's uh, also don't forget to uh, check us out on uh, Instagram at Rockin' the Carolinas and also on Twitter at uh, Rockin' Carolinas as well. But um, yeah, I would have to agree with you, um, Lee, and for the fact that I don't think it's Peters. I know a lot of people are like Peters, like Fire Peters, Keith Peters. I I don't think it's him. I mean, I'm I'm okay with our um, coach. I know some people are kind of like not really for him. But I think the one problem we've also had with Carolina is once we lost Laviolette, we've lost so many coaches. We've we've, we've rotating door at this point in the coaching spot, and I think we need to stick with Peters with this new chapter. So I'm um, I'm digging what he's doing. I like his system, and like you said, we need one or two extra plays because I know Lee, I know you and me talked about it. Uh, it was like Sunday morning at the Rock and the Night Away edition. Um, John Tavares, was, I know John Tavares was brought up, and I, but unfortunately I saw that the Islanders are trying to give him a contract extension. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Well, well if that doesn't work great, because I think, I think getting him would be good. Um, and then I'm just looking at other centers around the league that we could probably get as our number one. Um, there's, there are some, but there's also like there's some guys I'm kind of iffy on getting. So I think we just need to, instead of like going out there and like just rushing to get a number one center, I think what Francis and our new owner and Peter needs to do in our scouting team, we need to find that good, solid first center that we can be smart on getting for a good contract and not going like, you know, part of my first half assed yeah. into, yeah, half assed into and just bringing someone in just to bring someone in. And throw down a lot of money. That's not that's not something we did because I, even with the fact that we've been cash strapped for so long, I don't think our new owner is going to go out and do McDavid or Eichel money or Crosby or Stamkos. I think what they need to do is be smart about it. So I do agree. We I think we're one or two pieces away from having a dominant system. And and I've said it before, we're just in a very bad like we are in a. We had to be in one of the most toughest divisions, and of course, you know, Florida and Tampa had to get so lucky to get into the most weakest—I think one of the most weakest divisions in the NHL, in the Atlantic. Because if you look outside of Boston and you know Tampa Bay, the rest of that division is garbage. We would actually be in that third, that third spot in the playoffs if it wasn't for the fact that we were in the Metro. If we were in the Atlantic, we'd be set. We would be making the playoffs. I don't. I don't think we have a problem making the playoffs. It's just unfortunately we're in the division that we're in. So, but I would say no. I I think I agree. It's Pierce is not the problem. It's just the situation that he's put in, and and what Ronnie Francis has been put in. Just that hard, not having enough money to do it, and basically going off of how much we can do in free agency and through the draft. Now with the new owner coming in, yeah, I can see a splash of money come the off season time. So, yeah, I also, I also think that we have a shot and keeping Pierre's in is definitely going to help us out because his system works. I like it. So, I think we just got to give him more time, give the team more time, and just see what happens maybe by the by the deadline or see what the offseason brings. So, I'm excited to see what happens with this new chapter of Hurricane Taki. Oh, exactly. I do, too. Uh, exactly. And to go off uh, – Recording here, but we'll be back with a post-game show here at 6 o'clock. We're running.
here at 6 o'clock on Blog Talk Radio, and here we'll share a link for all y'all that want to listen in. And uh, hopefully we uh, can talk about some good hockey here. Uh, we may have a couple of different hosts with us here on the 6 o'clock hour. You know, at Rockin' the Carolinas, we have quite a few Kaniacs that love to talk about hockey here. So you might see a couple of different people that you've never heard before here on Rockin' the Carolinas. But it's going to be a great show here at 6 o'clock. We're going to run a post-game show for all you fans that want to listen in. If you happen to miss the game, you can catch highlights or listen to us. Uh, we'll always be on Facebook at Rockin' the Carolinas and the Instagram and Twitter, like uh, they said before. We'll be on iTunes here soon. Um, it's been great talking hockey with you fellas. And uh, until the post-game show for the people that will be on, enjoy it. Go Canes. Go Canes. Go Canes.